Welcome back to Drinks After Work with your hosts, Shannon and Abby, where we give you that after work, happy hour energy, and talk about everything other than work, baby. Woo, welcome back to episode 29. If you guys are watching on YouTube, then you can see that we have not one, not two, but three guests in the studio today. Three. Three. Three That's men, the first too. time. Yeah, we've had one male guest, but not three. Definitely not three. This I like I would have remembered that. I, three. I agree. Guests. There's a first for everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this, this is true. Um, so our guests are like us. They like to work hard and play hard. But I think we can all agree that no one likes waking up on a Saturday morning at 2 p.m., severely hungover, filled with regret, with last night's decisions. And all of a sudden you're texting your grandma and you're like, I'm so sorry I can't grab lunch with you because I'm a piece of shit and I'm hungover. No, absolutely nothing productive is getting accomplished after a night out. But our guest today took one for the team and decided to do something about it. Yes, absolutely. So we're really excited to have in the studio today. We have Thomas, Tim, and Mark. I got your names right? Yes. All right. Gold star for me. I was like sweating for a second. I was like, I have to get this right. Hardest thing I've done all day. Anyways, uh, we have them in the studio today. So welcome, guys. So great to have you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. You you crushed that intro. Oh, thank you. Okay. We always talk about with the intro because... You, you're like, I'm not doing the intro. <laughs> I feel like everyone, has, someone has to do the intro, which actually brings us to you guys' intro. So there's three of you. Um, we want to hear about how Dezo started, how you started this awesome company, <coughs> this brand, and how you guys are just absolutely taking off. Do you all have the same elevator pitch that you use, or do you guys all have a different version of the story? And if so, who do you think can tell the story best? <laughs> so every single like meeting, partnership meeting, investor meeting, it always starts with the story. That's usually me. And then Mark talks about the market. Thomas talks about the product. So I'll give you guys the brief backstory of how the three of us came together. Okay. Um, Mark and I are originally from Boston. We've known each other since we were in fifth grade. Went to elementary school together, high school together. Oh, cute. And yeah, so Mark's family actually owns the oldest bar um, in the U.S., Bell and Hand Tavern. Um, oh, we, we know we Bell and Hand well. Yeah, we, we've <laughs> spent many nights there. Um, yep. Wait, so your parents own Bell and Hand? They do. How did that, sorry to cut you off, no how did that come about? My great-grandparents, they bought the place. They were booze back. Took over. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, you're either on one side or the other in the liquor industry. You either so drink, you either use your own supply or you don't. So, fortunate to be on the, the light side of everything. Yeah, I think that's the smart yeah. side to be on. Yeah. Usually the other side doesn't work out too well. Yeah, I feel like I would just be like at the bar drinking every day. Yeah, we play both sides. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Um, So, yeah, so Mark and I are originally from Boston. Thomas is from Los Angeles originally. And um, Thomas and I met in college. We went to school in New Orleans at Tulane. We were in the same fraternity for four years. And obviously going to school in New Orleans, we're going out and drinking a fair amount. And I picked Thomas up uh, one morning. We were seniors. I picked him up on a Saturday morning. We were out the night before. And he gets in the front seat of my Jeep and he looks at me and he's like visibly hung over. And he's like, dude, like, I can't keep doing this. Like, this is terrible. <laughs> he's like, how do we make a convenient drink that like tastes really good and could potentially mitigate how you feel the next day by using these, you know, vitalizing ingredients. And I was like, that sounds like a really great idea. Like, how do we do this? We kind of just had a two hour, like hungover conversation. <laughs> productive. And, yeah. Super productive. <laughs> and like when you're hungover, you think it's like the greatest idea in the world. You're like, Oh my God, this is like, this is it. Like this is the one drinking so, with no repercussions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so we graduate and Mark was a year ahead of us. He had already graduated. He was living in Los Angeles. Wow. And, uh, so we both graduate. I end up moving in with Mark in LA. 
Tom's and just by chance, home. you also lived in LA as well. He's from LA. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what I mean. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, so I move in with Mark and the first conversation he has with me in our apartment is that he was making this crazy drink back at the Bell and Hand in Boston. That's coconut water base, acai berry, gluten-free vodka. And he's like, so you get all these hydrating properties, electrolytes, antioxidants. And I was like, that sounds like the idea that Thomas and I just talked about at Tulane three months ago. Wow. So I called Thomas, introduced Thomas to Mark. And Mark made the drink in the kitchen, made like three different iterations of it, tasted great. And we all kind of looked at each other. We were like, let's run with it from here and see how far we can, how far we can take it. And that was about three years ago. That's amazing. Yeah. So do you have like bartending experience or was it kind of just something because your family bought Bell and Hand that you grew up? I have mixology experience. Mixology. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I like, I like that term. Yeah. Mixology. Very fancy. I, I can bartend. Um, mm-hmm. I'm more proficient at just making drinks for my friends. Is gotcha. this drink available at the Bell and Hand? Like if I'm it a you know, 20-year-old really? girl? Yes. Okay, very gotcha. Does it yeah. have a name? The cocktail? Yeah, yeah. that you created. Oh, Dezo. <laughs> oh, okay. No, 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 but back at the original one? Yeah. Right, yeah. Like Can was it ever on the menu or is it kind of no, something? No, it wasn't. Oh, it was something okay, my gotcha. friends. It's a joke, but the Ketz Express is like typically what the cocktails get called. That oh. Dezo's was a little bit better though. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was it's it was Ketz Express, then Coco Light, and now it's Dezo. Yeah, oh. that's amazing. Okay, so basically you're sitting there, you're hungover. By the way, which fraternity were you guys in in college? We were in Sigma Phi Epsilon. Okay. Okay. Rest in peace. Oh, it's no longer. Yeah, they, got, longer. they got kicked off. Oh, yeah. Most of the frats I went to UNH, most of them are gone. Yeah, it's all, they're, yeah, they're all gone. Wait, so when did you guys graduate? We graduated 2018. 2018. Yeah, 17. 17. Okay, yeah. so you're the same age as us and yeah. same age yeah. as most of our listeners. So, yeah. Okay, so basically you guys are sitting there in Los Angeles. He's concocting drinks. You're tasting them. You're like, these are awesome. How did you get from there to let's actually, you know, package these, create a yeah. product? Did it happen so, right away or? Yeah, we kind of, when we came together around the idea, we had the the foresight to know that this was going to be special. You know, just going into the space, we understood that all products that we were drinking didn't have any value add. Uh, they were all seltzers with trying to get to zero calories, zero carbs, zero sugars. There was nothing that actually made you feel better as you were consuming alcohol and could actually mitigate what was happening in your body negatively. Um so we knew that with coconut water, we could create something that would actually mitigate your hangover. And when we started talking about it, we realized that there was other fruits um, that had these beneficial properties. And we thought, how do we expand this product line to create a whole uh, plethora of products that could help mitigate your hangover? That's, That's cool. so it sounds, I mean, I'm sure for you guys, it, I mean, to me, someone like myself, I'm like, did someone go to like school to be a nutritionist? Like, how did you, like, does anyone have a background in like nutrition or do you guys just like, you just know, about know that these things, I mean, we, we learned everything on the fly and did on tons of research and mm-hmm. field testing. Like the amount of times our friends drank cocktails that we were concocting, like it was every weekend all the time. Wow. I wish so. I was friends with you guys. We're friends now. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. The friends that make you drinks all the time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, what? Sounds like we, a good deal. We still are the biggest alcohol supplier to like every 25 year old in LA that we're friends with. So. <laughs> Love that. Okay. Amazing. Um, no, I was actually funny that you brought that up too, because I was with my friends this past weekend and we were talking about 
what were we drinking like white claws or something and we were saying how like there's like it's malt oh, yeah. like yeah. it doesn't say they what it is it doesn't they're say very like, shady yeah. about we their ingredients that we were like we yeah. hope none of us realized this before we were looking at the backs we were like mm. is it vodka like what's yeah. in it and it never actually explicitly says what the alcohol is and i thought that was a little sketchy when i saw that yeah it it's purposefully misleading oh okay yeah. hmm. it's it's actually uh excess sugar cane for the most part um, so literally you're consuming sugar, which is the number one cause of dehydration and bloating and hangovers. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so, crazy. So we're all about transparency. Like if you turn the can around five simple ingredients, you know exactly what you're putting inside <laughs> your body. That's amazing. No BS, no bullshit. That's so cool. Um, okay. So basically you guys realize this like huge hole within the spike seltzer game and you're like, we can bring something different that's never been done before. You realize you had this amazing product how do you take an amazing idea and turn it into a brand? Like turn it into like a where company? do you even start? Because I feel like so many people have good ideas, but and they don't like, know do where I to do begin. Next? Like, how yep. do I get the exposure? Right. Yeah. I mean, for us, it was we were just like ideating on like ideas for the first six months, just talking about where we want to take the brand, mm-hmm. um, researching as much as possible, having conversations that are well, you know people with, that are well versed in liquor space, CPG space, distribution. Um, and thankfully just between me and Mark's connections through distribution and on-premise and like his family's bar had a lot of relationships in the liquor space that helped us just kind of understand where we could take this product and see the trajectory of the space, the ready to drink category. Um, and then we got introduced to this flavor house in New Jersey that really helped us start to create a tangible product that we could start to take to potential investors and partners. Yeah. Okay. A flavor house. What's that like? You go there and you tell them like what you want and they help actually more or less yeah, yeah. and they have experience yeah. building they're, these types of products and scientists yeah huh? wow yeah. yeah okay that's yeah. probably just for listeners too the most important thing when you're getting a business off the ground is to create a product as quickly as possible and to start getting that product into the market and getting feedback that's the probably the biggest fault i see people make is they try to like overdo it or create the perfect thing but it's more about just getting something as quickly as possible and iterating as quickly as possible. So did you ever have like like a, a rough draft almost, like something that you guys thought was it and then someone was like, no, and you had to start over? We had about 20 of those. We knew exactly where we wanted the product to go and like what we wanted it to taste like when we first all conceived the idea three years ago. We were like, how do we make this, the taste that we're drinking right now, in our can? Right. And yeah. so we went through like 20 iterations of the coconut water. Um, and so obviously they were based in New Jersey. So like, it was always phone calls. Like, can you guys change this? Like ship no. this, ship this <laughs> new sample back to us. And so, oh, wow. yeah, there was a ton of overnight it. Yeah. Oh, they, they had to ship it cross country. Yeah. Like, wow. That's wow. insane. When you say you want to get something out as fast as possible, is it because you don't want other people to steal your idea or is it just because you'll obsess over it too much and you won't? Yeah. It's, it? it's very unlikely that you're going to make it perfect your first go around. Right. Um, so just the quicker you can get something into the marketplace, the quicker you can get feedback. And at the end of the day, it's customers deciding what's good and what's not. So if you can get that feedback early on, instead of building in a bubble, you're going to be a lot better off in the wrong, long run. Okay. That makes sense. And yeah. this whole time, by the way, did you guys have other jobs or did you decide you wanted this to be your main thing right off the bat? Yeah, we all, we all had nine to five jobs and then this was like our five to nine, so to speak. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good term. I don't hear people say that. Is that like an actual? <laughs> we, we That's a thing. Yeah. You say it all the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. This is kind of so, so, Someone yeah. like said it to me recently, and I was like, I'm gonna start using that. That's pretty. Cool. I love that because it, it, it literally is. Yeah. That's yeah. what we did too when we started mm-hmm. the podcast. We still have you know yeah, nine to five jobs, so jobs. we would get out of work and we would work till like, well, sometimes like later than nine, but yeah, yeah. you have to. I feel like yeah, five exactly. to nine yeah. to put it lightly. What do you guys do? 
Do we get to ask questions? <laughs> sure. You guys can interview us if you want. <laughs> we can flip the table. Um, I'm an EA, so I'm an executive assistant. Um, I actually met Shannon at the company that she works at now. So I worked there for two years, and now I moved on to a different industry, but um, Shannon's still... Yeah, her company. Nice. Yeah, so I'm a sales executive. So we met at work, and that's yeah. how we conceptualize the idea of drinks after work. Makes well, sense. Um, yeah. I think our brands go so well together because yeah. our whole idea is, me and Abby sat down a year ago. We were like, there's so many people out there that are, as you guys know, you live in LA, influencers or you know podcasters or whatever they do. And during the week, they have the luxury of you know, getting to go shopping, get their nails done, like do things for themselves. And we were like, well, most, you know, people who want to get a business off the ground or who are hustling in their 20s, yeah. they're like working a regular corporate job during the week, yep. they're working at night, they're working right. weekends. So we wanted to kind of start something of like, how do you appeal to those people that are like, you know, overworked, underappreciated, they like to play hard, but also work hard. So yeah, smart. A realistic yeah. brand, we like to realistic say. Exactly. Brand. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so was there ever a time that you thought Dezo wasn't going to launch? I don't think about launch, but definitely we've had a few scary moments where we thought it was going to fail. Um, what you know, advice do you have for someone that like is in a similar position? Yeah, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> keep going. Nothing keep else going. you can do. Yeah, what was your biggest roadblock for you guys? I mean, there was a time when we had cans exploding, like oh, you wow. know, all the money yeah. we had left to be put into all these samples, and they were all leaking and exploding, and Stop. we had no money left. It's horrible. Yeah. You know, Things of that nature. A lot of production yeah. issues at first. Yeah. yeah. COVID obviously was a huge roadblock. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, yeah. did that put things on hold? Yeah. You guys yeah. launched, like, last July, right, officially? And, end of July. End of July. July. I mean, we yeah. launched by us getting into one store. Like, yeah. the three okay. of us. And then from there, it was During like, COVID. let's go to another yeah. store. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's go to another, like, fully one by one. Oh, amazing. In the middle of the wow. pandemic. In the middle yeah. of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Insane. How did like how did COVID impact the business? I guess was it just like a matter of stores were like we're not taking we're not taking other. It honestly impacted every part of the business okay. from the yeah. supply chain to accounts taking in new products to our ability to have events and get Mark, people tasting the product. Yeah, right. um, like a big thing for us is like we stand behind the taste of the product. So a big marketing spend before COVID hit was having samplings at like all of our accounts and retail accounts to get people to actually taste the product. And when COVID hit, like that, that obviously was not allowed. And like, even if you're going to a grocery store, you're in and out as quickly as possible. Yeah. You're let not like perusing like exactly. no. let alone yeah. trying a, you know a, a drink that you know somebody else could be you know could That's be touching. So. so true because I feel like nowadays if I go to the grocery store, I would when I go like to find alcohol, I always look at things that are pretty. So I would see this yeah. and be like, oh yeah. wow, this is kind of pretty. And then I would like read yeah. what's in it and everything. And yeah. I feel like people weren't doing that. Yeah, no. absolutely. Okay. Wow, that makes in sense. Yeah, absolutely. Did you guys know? like since you were young that you wanted to do something a little bit different than everyone else did or did you think like you were going to go the traditional route and you just happened upon this amazing idea and you couldn't couldn't not do it yeah i mean i was a uh, so on the last podcast joe asked us the same question and mm -hmm. um being from boston like i was i loved like basketball and i was like i want to be a celtics player like in fifth like this is like middle school <laughs> and, and then like i got older i was like that's probably not going to be a reality at some point so uh, in college, I was a finance major for like the first two years. And then I, I was like, I don't want to work a nine to five job behind a desk doing the same thing every single day. Nine to nine in finance. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah. Which is the typical like trajectory, yeah. especially from the East Coast. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I just didn't want to do the same stagnant job every single day. So that kind of made the decision for me to kind of blaze my own trail. 
Yeah, mm. I definitely thought I wanted to sell a product like this, like a consumer product, packaged goods, foods. I've just That's always awesome. been into health and fitness, and I always thought that there was room for improvement in every single product I saw. I never told anyone that, <laughs> but that was really what I wanted to do deep down, so I'm so glad we kind of manifested yeah. that. That's really deep and amazing. <laughs> I love that. Um, I, yeah, I no, it really is. Yeah, <laughs> it's from the heart. Please don't. Um, <laughs> Imagine. I, I was always just looking to expand my family's business. Okay. Um, and this was a pretty natural ex extension. I was working before this on um, software products for entertainment venues, so I always kind of was in the space in different ways. Um, the Bell is uh, fortunate to be a really successful business, so. There's a lot of things that they do well, and I really wanted to package those insights and bring them to other places. See, that's also beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, Doing we, it for the fam. We literally yeah. were talking about this the other week. That was mm -hmm. so funny. You literally just said it. Um, we were on our podcast, and we were saying um, – the thing that you're meant to do is the thing that you're constantly thinking about, but you don't want to say don't out loud. So right. basically, like, since I was young, I've always wanted to do something either in front of a camera or in front of people. But, like, I never would tell people that because if right. you're like, oh, I want to be a, you know, TV host, people are like, haha, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but it's always those things that deep down I feel like you're supposed to do. So yeah. that's so that's yeah, so cool. Yeah, 100%. I love that. Yeah. Is there any advice that you have for someone that is hesitant to make that first step? Like what, what was it? Cause at least for Shannon and I, it took me going to Shannon and say, Hey, listen, like I want to do this. I want to start a podcast. I think we should do this. Let's do it. So I know for you too, it started with you too. Like who was like the first one and like, how did you guys get on board all together? Uh, I was the first one to quit my job. Okay. Oh, you and completely quit. Yeah, I completely quit. And then I was, I was just like doing a bunch of research myself, like writing down all these ideas. And then I was just like, I was texting Thomas because I knew Mark was, he, he was doing really well at his, as uh, his software startup. And I was like, Thomas, like, if we're going to do this, like we got to go a hundred percent in. otherwise this isn't going to work. And yeah, so I convinced him slowly over the next three weeks for him to quit his job. Well, we only had, three we weeks? Had, we, had an, we had an exit plan. Every night you're like, we quit your job, quit your <laughs> <laughs> Have some desert, quit your yeah. job. We expedited our exit plan like heavily. Oh. So to get things going a lot quicker. Yeah. There was a plan in place. Well, could, could you tell people a little bit into that exit plan? Like what exactly I mean, does that consist? Well, raise yeah. a bunch of money. The, the exit plan was <laughs> yeah. let's raise the money to do this yeah. first, the safe mm -hmm. thing, and then quit yeah. our jobs. And ended up being we've worked for one year out of college. We don't have that much money. <laughs> let's quit our jobs and then figure out how to raise <laughs> right. the money for this and, you know, forego, you know, salaries and not really know if this was going to work at first. But I think because we had no choice but success at that point, like it honestly right. changed the landscape. Sometimes there's nothing more motivating than debt, um, is what my boss always used to say. Yeah. He was like, my best advice, you get a job, move to the city, get an apartment you can't afford. He's like, you're going to close more deals that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. stay hungry. Yeah. So did you guys go like the VC route or like how did you kind of start raising the money? We, we bootstrapped it for a while, okay. just all the money that we made from our nine to five jobs. And then wow. it was strategic angel investors. Yep. Yeah, That's awesome. Amazing. Okay, let's transition. Um, yes. I think if some people are listening to this and they probably recognize at least one of you guys. So, Tim, on TikTok, I know yeah. that you kind of blushed earlier when we brought it up, but mm -hmm. we had to bring it up. So, over the past year, you've absolutely blown up on TikTok. How many followers does he have? 1.3 million. That's my numbers, girl. With a collective, <laughs> <laughs> with a collective 70 million likes. So, clearly, you're doing something right. You're doing something right. 
can you tell us a little bit? So you started this company. It's it's mm-hmm. growing. It's becoming successful. You've sold over a hundred thousand of Kings. these, right? At this point, one hundred fifty thousand. One hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. Okay. Um, what made you decide? All right, I'm going to get on TikTok. Um, so I was always talking about TikTok to to these two because it was like a brand new social media platform, mm-hmm. and I was like, how do we potentially leverage this for Dezo? Like, people don't even know how to use the app yet. Um, and you're seeing like all these like crazy explosive growth from people and different yeah. brands and stuff like that. And I was like, this is, you know, it's like the wild, wild west. Like let's capitalize on this. And COVID hit. We're like, you know, locked down for 24 hours a day. And <laughs> I turned to Mark and I was like, dude, like, I'm just going to jump on TikTok and see what happens. And if I can grow a following, <laughs> like, I'm just going to yeah. leverage it for the company. And I was, I posted a couple viral videos later. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was really just posting like for my own enjoyment at the beginning, like just okay. making myself laugh. I didn't really care about like, <laughs> yeah. like the followers. You and yeah. a video and like chuckle to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of like rewatch it 10 times. I thought it was hysterical. Yeah. Sometimes I do that to myself. I'm like, yeah. does anyone else think yeah. it was funny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he just, and he's like, is this funny guys? I'm like, I'll put it up before I post, I'll put it in group text. I'll be like, yeah, you guys think this is funny? Should I post this? Like, Stop. Yeah. Guys do that too. Okay. Yeah. That's very comforting. It's validating because girls are like, is this funny? Should I post this? Um, and I posted one video that was like me making fun of how like white guys pose for pictures and it was like the one like this pose and then it got like 2 million views and I was like then I really saw like the power of TikTok I was getting all these texts from people I haven't spoken to in like years months and they're like dude you're TikTok famous now (laughs) and how how far into like your TikTok career was this yeah uh, it's like like a couple weeks weeks. oh right away yeah Yeah. Um, it yeah. honestly might have been within the first week. Yeah. Like I it was pretty, it was pretty instant. If you yeah. go for the white boys photo posing, like you can't go wrong. Though. Yeah. It is, yeah. It's pretty horrendous. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I just, I continuously just kept posting videos and grew the following and a year later we're, we're here. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And I have to bring it up. So I know there was like a, a pivotal moment, right? Where you started going towards, posting a little bit more like risque videos, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how did that happen and like why did you decide to continue with that? Um, there was one there was one video that I posted and it was like so you know how you can like respond to comments yeah. on TikTok. Yeah. So there was one girl or lady, I don't even know how old she was, but she, she commented <laughs> Woman. she yeah, yeah. She commented she was like, um she's like, I have a husband but I like think I'm falling for you or something like that. And I was like, this would be hysterical to respond to, like, just to see people's reactions. And I responded with the weekend's lyrics, which is like, I think your girl falls in love with me. And I posted it right before I went to bed. And I woke up, I had like 45,000 followers. And I was like, oh, <gasps> I was like, people like the more that edgy much. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So that's wow. when I started to kind of curate everything towards the risque is <laughs> I think a good word for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I like the word risque. Yeah. I yeah. think that's so interesting because, you know, the saying like nice guys finish last like do you think that there's like kind of like truth behind that because i feel like i mean girls like the bad boys i think yeah. it's more confidence no. confidence i think confidence is important but i don't, I don't necessarily agree with the bad bad guy yeah. stuff. yeah no well, not even like bad guy but like yeah. like i feel like like a nice guy like who's like more quiet and reserved like he's not gonna get like as much yeah tiktok views and like likes yeah, but the second you start to like be like more open and a little risque I I think the thing like Mark kind of touched on it, but also like being more open and like in touch with like your emotional side of things, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. Like for guys, there's like this whole stigma that you have to be like masculine and like you have to be cool and like all this stuff. And so I think if you're a little bit more just open and you're like kind of like your raw self, I mean, not to say that (laughs) 
what I post on TikTok is like me entirely. <laughs> and I, I, I spoke about this on a podcast recently where it's like you only get to see so much about somebody yeah. on, on a social media platform. It's only 60 seconds. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so you're not really getting the full picture of who that person is. But yeah, I, I don't really fully agree with the nice guys finish last. Yeah, no, I, I, I know what you mean. Um, so I was going to say earlier, because if you if I were to watch you on TikTok and then talking to you now, very, very different like people, right? Different personas. Would you consider, and I don't know if this is like the right phrase for it, but would you consider that to be like almost like a, like a personality or like a, like a stage like a show character. that you're putting on? Or do you think that is like a part of who you are? There, I mean, there is definitely some truth to it for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but like I said, like there's definitely, once once it's grown so much, like I know what people like want to see. So it is a bit of like a personality, personality act at this mm -hmm. point. Right. Um, but like there is, you know, a vein of truth to it. Sure. We had a um, TikToker on that we interviewed like a couple months ago, and I'd like to ask this to every TikToker: Do you believe quality or quantity with posting TikToks? Because um, everyone's answer is different, so I'm really interested to hear yours. At first, I think it was quantity. Quantity. Because you saw like the explosion of TikTok during COVID. Yeah. And, like everybody was just sitting on their phones consuming content on the app. Right. Mm -hmm. And now I think it's more about quality because you like COVID's done. You, every state's reopened. You have a lot more things right. to do. Mm -hmm. You're not sitting on your phone. So. And there's a lot more people creating content on TikTok. Like now something that we yeah what yeah. we yeah. identified was there's no big male influencers on TikTok when you started. Yeah. And you really took over That's that segment all for girls, like yeah, right? yeah it was yeah. all Charlie girls posting Madison, content right? yeah yeah. 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 Then there was like the the hype house, the sway yeah. house, the sway boys. Yeah. <laughs> oh god! So do you guys think about getting on TikTok too, or yeah. you're like, no, it's do you have TikTok? I have one. Yeah, I've been. You don't post. At first, I posted a couple times, like yeah. the first week, and didn't go viral. And I was like, that's this, it. I posted, like the first couple of videos I tried to post took like two hours. And I was like, this isn't something I'm going to be. Like. It's hard. <laughs> Can't maintain this. Every time we post a TikTok, I'm like, we yeah. need a, a like sweating. It's a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, you can clearly get better at it. He, yeah. Like when he used to see me do it, he's like, dude, it's easy. Like, and I'd be like sitting there for 45 I'm like, minutes. wait, dumb it down. Like, just quiet yeah. in the corner for an hour. I'm like, yeah. Thomas, what are you doing? He's like, I'm trying to make a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> that lasted oh. about two weeks. <laughs> what about you? Do you have TikTok? Do you TikTok? I have a TikTok. Um, for consuming content. Yeah. I actually, post. no, I don't. I'm more of like a personal content guy. Yeah. Um, professional content, <laughs> fun are you, content. Are you guys like his, um, like his hype man? Like you're like, he posts something you're like, all right, dude, you look dope in that. No, they no? keep me in check. Yeah. 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 The exact opposite. Yeah. Actually. He, he, he knows he looks good. <laughs> you know girls are like, go yeah. off sis. Like, do you yeah. guys do it to each other? No. <laughs> no. 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 So we, if we go through your comments, we won't see them commenting no. like. Well, it's, no. it's just, it's not content for us. And he knows yeah. Yeah. It's, not, it's not the target audience. Yeah, Tom, Tom, the Thomas target and Mark audience. are not my target That's audience. Fair. I'm kind of getting fair. that vibe. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. I, <laughs> but we're supportive. Really we, yeah. you that's are. all that matters. Yeah. I think that's awesome. It's good to be supportive. And it's cool yeah. because like every little thing you guys have, even talking to the three of you, you can tell you have such different personalities that fit into yeah. your business model so well, which is awesome. Um, someone brought up comments. Do you read yeah. hate comments? Um, well, the only time I'll read hate comments is if I see like a video that like someone duetted of me. And like, I don't know, like off the bat. So I'll see like a duet. I'm like, oh, someone like duetted one of my videos. And then I'll start reading the hate comments. <laughs> like, it's like ruins my day. I'm like, fuck. Oh. I, yeah. So that's, it's Do you delete or block them or no, no leave them? Yeah. 
doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, we we never just, did. Just we never scrolling. agree on this either. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like to ask. We had um, a YouTuber on Maggie McDonald a couple weeks ago, and and she deletes her hate comments on her YouTube videos and her TikToks. And our first viral. So Shan and I, we posted a TikTok. What month was that? Like I don't know. I don't even know. It was like our second TikTok. And Abby's like, if this doesn't go viral, I quit. I yeah, like, I think it was She's like, like you. <laughs> I think it was back in January, and I mean, it wasn't like viral, like like your level, but it was like I don't know what is. It? It's like one hundred fifty thousand views, like a decent amount of yeah, views. Yeah. But like, our, I remember our first hate comment, and I and I screenshot and I sent it to Shannon. I was like, but don't worry, girl. She was like, I blocked them, them. I deleted them. <laughs> like, I found their social security number. Like, I'm, I'm gonna fr- she was so blackmail mad. them next month. Yeah. And I was like what the fuck is wrong with you? I was like, just leave it up there. Who cares? And she was like, yeah. no, like screw them. And like curse the day they were born. I was like, dude, I was like, stop reading the comments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just don't want to have to play like whack-a-mole with that. You know, yeah. like at the end of the day, it'll be lost in the abyss. The internet has a really short attention span. Yeah. Especially TikTok. TikTok. Especially yeah, TikTok. That's true. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so just, true. It's just not worth like the brain space capacity. Exactly. To, like, worry about that. Yeah. Like I'm never going to see that person ever again. Mm. No, I've never seen you before. Like it doesn't, <laughs> that's you know, true. you're like yeah. an internet warrior and it's, you know, I stop now. Yeah, I don't. I don't delete or block anyone anymore. Yeah, Yeah, it's not worth it. You've grown. Um, I think that's one of the most motivating things for me. Is like we always talk about when we started this podcast. At first, we were so scared. We didn't tell any of our friends about it. We didn't tell, or we we told our friends. Well, we started. We started last June slash July, and we kept it a secret. And we didn't tell anyone because we were like, "What if people make fun?" Until (laughs) this past November, we didn't tell anyone, and especially our coworkers, until we signed with Big Night in November. So from literally June, July to (laughs) November, like no one at work knew. Only our immediate friend groups knew. Like, like, where do they keep going on lunch breaks? I know, literally. (laughs) Literally. But we like kept it a secret because we were so scared. But then when we realized is that when we did start, I'm sure there's people that talk shit about us, but you don't see them. Like, because the people that they're, like you said, they're hiding behind their screens. They're not like out there. No one goes up to me and is like, Shannon, I think you're an idiot. Right. Right? Like in person. So you don't really see or hear of it. And I feel like that actually was kind of freeing for me because I was yeah. like, I don't need to like read the comments. I don't need to know what people are saying. And like, I'm just going to do my thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think moving in silence is a strategy sometimes with you guys yeah. too, because yeah. people will say stuff and they'll like, you know, try and influence the stuff you're talking about and you don't even need to hear that. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. In one ear and out the other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's no like famous person or person that's made it that people don't talk shit about. Like if you're, 100%. If people are saying bad you shit about no you. Haters, exactly. You ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. People are always going to have something to say about what you're doing. Even yeah. if it's positive. Like yeah. I'm sure people yeah. talk about Dezo behind, you know, behind our backs here and there, you like, know Oh, like, I, hate how, oh. I hate how good I feel the next morning. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, who said that? I'm never hung over anymore. Way <laughs> too many electrolytes. Said no one ever. Uh, okay, so we posted on our story asking you guys for questions, and we have a couple. All right. Um, but we're going to start <laughs> off on brand. Um, what is your favorite place in the Boston area to get a drink after work? I'll start. I'm mm-hmm. going to go with three places. Ooh, okay. That's fine with you it's guys. Absolutely. I obviously have to shout out the bell. Yeah, the bell. Ma- Fair. Amazing. Second, uh, love the encore. We also have Dezo there. Um, great vibe. And third, Scorpion Bar. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think you guys are crushing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Love that. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a good lineup. I would have to go with the Lincoln. Ooh, okay. Southie, Southie boy. Yeah. Right. Love that. I get I'm, that. I'm not that familiar with Boston. I've been <laughs> okay. three times. Okay. The Bellingham Tavern, the best bar in America. <laughs> <laughs> the best and, and oldest bar in America. And Scorpion yeah. Bar. 
Yeah. Scorpion bar has the dancers, which is fun. Yeah. yeah. It's like you're going to the grand, but you're not. If you're ever trying to like catch a vibe, like and you're at the Scorpion bar, like sometimes I was like watch them and like, yo, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And you guys are doing two loom Tuesdays pretty soon. Yeah. 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 It's mm-hmm. gonna be fun. Know, that. It's gonna be so fun. Yeah. I'm pumped for that. But um no, I feel like those are those are good. Yeah. Good. I have to question the Lincoln a little bit, but I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, we like Lincoln. We did a sip and dip there. Yeah. They're actually yeah. awesome. We did. A lot of fun. Okay, so when you're out and they don't serve Dezo, what's your go to drink order? They evacuate immediately. Yeah, yeah. we're not going to that bar. <laughs> Fuck that bar. <laughs> okay, well, if you're at Lincoln, what would you order? They had Dezo. Uh, <laughs> Do they? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Yay, that's awesome. Okay, pretend that they don't. Yeah. What, what's your go-to drink order? Um, like a mixed drink or just like if I'm- Anything. You go up like, to the bar and you're like, bartender. I'm probably going to get a shot of vodka. Oh, okay. okay. Do you have a preference? Um, probably Tito's. Tito's, classic. Yep. Love that. Okay. Double tequila soda with lime. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Double brand tequila house tequila. Unless house they tequila. tell me something disgusting, and Casamigos. You don't do Casamigos. Okay. I was gonna say. Please tell me like Casamigos. If they don't have Casamigos, I won't drink tequila. Are you the guys the type of guys that would go up like at the bar, order a round of shots for a group, of, like a table of girls that you think are cute? We just send them Dezo <laughs> every time. Yeah. yeah. Why are you asking these dumb questions? I don't know. Dezo. I just, yeah. to, answer your, to answer your question, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Not like all the time, but yeah. like only like occasions. you know five to six times a week. Yeah. Yeah. Not every day. Of the week. <laughs> not what, every day. What, what's your go-to drink order? I'm usually going through the cocktail list and trying uh-huh. to see what looks good. But okay. a lot of the time, if we're like at a sit-down menu, I'll try to have them make something like a combination of certain drinks on their menu and see if they're open to it. Just oh, I so you're it. complicated like me. Yeah, okay. I always have complicated if, orders. If I, yeah, and if I'm just always. running up to the bar and you can't hear anything, I'm getting rum and coke, and I'm okay. rolling with it. Yeah. Rum and coke. You, what do you guys get? There I go. Um, I was always a big vodka water fan because mm. I don't drink enough water, so yep. I would just. Yeah. There you go. In college, I yes. was like, okay, well, I'm gaining a lot of weight. I'm drinking way too much. So I just started drinking vodka waters and yeah. it was like hydrating because I wouldn't yeah. remember to drink yeah. water. But now I actually, I've been like on the tequila soda train mm-hmm. because tequila is the only, what is it? The only um, upper. Upper. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I want to be in a good mood. Tequila. Yeah. Um. So I'm the picky one. Um, Did, could you guys tell that she was a picky one? <laughs> at this point, yeah. yeah. <laughs> at this point. You're um, showing your cards a little bit. She doesn't try to hide. That's the thing about Abby, though. She's very honest. Like, she's yeah. like, I'm going to put it right on the table. She walks in. She's like, get the pink lights on. Like, mm-hmm. mic check. Mic check. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a good question because I'll only drink tequila if it's in a shot. Um... <laughs> I don't like white wine like I, or rosé. I like red. So if it's like a dinner, like I'll get red wine. But if I'm trying to get like fucked up. Um, <laughs> Peter like that one. <laughs> fucked up. I hate any drink that has grapefruit in it. I just don't like grapefruit. But usually like I'm just a classic like Tito's with like. Citrus. Yeah, like so, like I don't really care what the, the mixie is. Yeah. Like, I, but I'm just like, I like Tito's. Yeah. Like Tito's, Tito's is always yeah. a good option. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if they have Dezo. Okay, I have a question <laughs> for Tim. Um, so, have you ever gone out with a girl that has slid into your DMs? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you're open to that. Yeah. Okay. Why not? Yeah. No, I don't know. Some people are yeah. really weird with that stuff, and they're like, "I won't like check my DMs," but other people are like, "Yeah, I've gone out with girls that have." 
Living no, tonight? I'm, I'm open for that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's discriminate. What's, what's, your, what's your process? Is it based on what she says, or do you have to like peruse the profile a little bit and like? I mean, I'm definitely going to peruse the, pr- the profile. I'm not going to lie about that. What if she's like, private? <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I might, it depends how the conversation goes, and I okay. might toss a follow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's good to know. So, ladies out there, um, you have a shot. Just feel free. You just flood his DMs. Pers- with <laughs> Persistence is yeah. key. Persistence yeah. is key. You got to get to the exactly. primary inbox. <laughs> There's no such thing as too many messages. It took me a year to get into Dave Portnoy's primary inbox, but we're here. Okay. <laughs> we made it. it. I made. Oh, yeah. We've talked. We Love DM. that. Not, not like that, but like it I took a, things. I DM'd him for a year and then recently he finally answered. He went, he went back through all the DMs for the past year. <laughs> oh, and uh, yeah, she still, won't tell me, she still won't tell me what's on those. Like, in no, the, it's between me and him. Yeah, I tried reading yeah. them once. She was like, literally, it was like threatening me. She's like, don't read those. I was like, what did you right. say? Yeah. Yeah. What's going but, on in there? I made, <laughs> I made it to the primary. Um, okay, so someone mentioned earlier about, I think it was you, Tim, about like, or it doesn't even matter, people reaching out, I guess, not even necessarily when you went TikTok viral, but with Dezo, like when people reach out from like your past or your childhood, how do you deal with like these type of people? Cause I know like for people Shannon that people I, didn't talk to you. Yeah. Like they didn't talk like now they come out of the woodworks. Cause I, I am like the type of like Shannon and I are polar opposite. Like I'm like, no, like they weren't shooting with me. Jam. Like, I don't really care. Like, thanks for the nice comment, but keep it moving. But like, I feel like I'm not the average person and Shannon's more welcoming. So like, how do you guys deal with people that come out of the woodworks mm-hmm. do you think it's fake or do you welcome it i i give everyone a shot now because i feel, I feel like the people that i used shot. to deal with in college are so different now yeah people are a lot more open and comfortable being themselves and less like shit talkers i just feel yeah, like that's, that's a general true. vibe of people our age these days yeah love that i get that yeah yeah, I kind of agree. Like, I'm not going to n- not talk to somebody, but if it's somebody who I've, like, never spoken to or haven't, like, rarely spoken to in the past, like, I'm going to be pretty careful about how much I disclose about what yeah. I'm working on. Yeah, that's, you know? yeah, I would say I'm more just cautious. Exactly. Because yeah. yeah. I'm like, I don't, like, I don't want, like, if you don't have true intentions to actually, like, be my friend and you're just using me, like, why would I, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. What about you? I think we, especially come from Boston, we want to see, like, our hometown succeed. So yeah, pretty absolutely. supportive with everyone. I'm always open to having a conversation, but like what Tip said, like intention, see where it goes. Yeah. 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 No, I think that's true. And I think like a big thing of that too is like you guys are doing something dope. So like there's going to be people that reach out that are like, yo, like it's awesome what you're doing. Right. And like there might not be anything wrong with that, but, um, okay. So I know you mentioned earlier that you have a girlfriend, right? I do. Okay. So you're taken. I I knew there's three of you. One of you had to be in a relationship. (laughs) What about you two? Single. Single. single, single, and ready to mingle or right. not looking, <laughs> mingling. Yeah, <laughs> currently <laughs> mingling. Mingle. Okay, yeah, just, just smile okay. wave, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> smile wave, <boy>. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm sure our listeners want to know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, so you guys are both single and We're both single. actively mingling, mm. like just nonstop mingling. Okay, cool. <laughs> Good to know. Um, so you're both living in LA. You're single. You have this company going on. Do you find it difficult to manage or have you found it difficult in the past, I guess, like with relationships that you've had to manage, like, you know, starting a company and dating someone? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just think I, I live by like the mantra that I think right now, like you have a small window of time to be living like the highest risk behavior. Um, and that's 
trying new things, starting a new company, traveling, meeting new people, dating different people, like just finding out who you are in your 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is kind of tough to find a balance, but selfishly, I feel like this is the only time where you can kind of be selfish. Um, don't have a mortgage, don't have kids, don't have a wife, you know? So right. actively exploring as long as you're not hurting anybody in the process, you know? But I think this is a good time to just explore, find yourself. Yeah, I think we're on the exact same page there. Just our lifestyle right now is all over the place. Right. Like yeah. Different cities, so busy. And we both had serious relationships that took a lot of commitment and work. So Okay. And do you mind me asking, like, did the serious relationships end because you got so busy with work or was it completely unrelated? Mine was unrelated. Okay. Yeah. I think I think it was unre- unrelated. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So if you met like the right girl though now, would you make it work or do you think you- <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's a hard question to answer because, like, I don't know how I would feel, you know? Like, if it's the right person, I might just be like, holy shit, like, now that's that's the person I'm going to marry or this is, like, the long-term relationship. So it's just, it's kind of subjective. I don't know how, you know, I'm not sure. You don't know because you don't know. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You yeah. don't know until you know. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Exa- yeah. So, yeah, I mean, right now, priority is, is Dezo, Dezo and yeah. trying to grow that as much as possible, as quickly as possible. That's where all the energy is going towards. Yeah. Do you see a difference in dating in L.A. versus Boston? Well, I know yes, you're not from here, you. but. <laughs> um, I've been here for three days, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay I'm so you're sorry. Okay. You can you're chime in. Boston. Well, you can just, where are you where you're from originally? I'm from L.A. Yeah, so he's but he's right. been in Boston for three days, so you've right. had a ton of Boston okay. dating experience. Yeah. You know the Boston baddies. Okay, like a lifetime. <laughs> um, yeah, a little bit. I, it's like I think the social media stuff hasn't really helped my perception of that, to be honest with you, because um, <laughs> I just feel like there there's a lot of people that are in it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely a huge difference. It's a little yeah. bit more superficial on the West Coast. And you know, a lot more. The rumors are true. Yeah, Superficial. a lot more traditional back here. Now, it's not to say everybody's like that, but yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's different. I can tell you from my my three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like you have like a lot of like really good like insight, and you've been here for a while, so you like totally can like I, you get yeah, it exactly. You know everything. That would make sense. Oh man. Do you prefer West Coast girls or East Coast girls? Apples um, oranges, right? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a tough question. I don't know. <laughs> To date, I don't, I'm not I'm not sure if I prefer West Coast over East Coast, but like I said, the lifestyle that we're living right now is West Coast is a good spot to be. That makes sense. So you guys think like for right now in the long term, like you're you're loving LA and you want to stay in LA. It's like that's like the the perfect place to be for like your company, your vibe, like what you have going on. For the foreseeable future, for me, yeah. 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 We have a, a lot of cities that we're expanding to quickly, so we just have to be on the ground. Like we're launching in Las Vegas soon. We're launching in Arizona, probably awesome. Florida, Chicago, Ohio. So we have to be all over. But yeah, as a home base, LA is an incredible lifestyle. No, I feel like I've never so been. I need to come. You've visit. never been to LA? No, yeah. I have to take you. I, we should go. I know. If you have the right friends in LA, it's the best place. Yeah. If you have the wrong friends, it's the worst place ever. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. But I would agree. Complete other side of the spectrum. So yeah. Come hang yeah. out with us when you're there. Yeah. <laughs> you get over there. People are like chilling, easygoing, Abby. Yeah. I think I'd like that. Just like you. <laughs> <laughs> no, my Boston uptightness would not thrive. <laughs> like, why are you walking so slow? Classic. Uh, okay. Well, I think that wraps it up. So before we let you guys go, just plug where they can find you guys, where they can find Dezo. 
Individually and as a whole. <laughs> drink drink Dezo at drink Dezo on Instagram, drinkdezo.com. Uh, we ship to 38 states straight from our website, and you can also find our in-real-life locations on our store locator on our website. We're also going to be launching at Encore this Thursday. Um, so we're no doing way. their concert series all summer, and That's we're going to be on the casino floor. So yeah, in definitely Boston, check to clarify. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, that wow. is exactly what I want. I love going to Encore while everyone else gambles. I just, I'm going to chug Dezo exactly. and then I'm going to walk right into Memoir, take Perfect. my top off. Just kidding. <laughs> that was like a great night. After yeah. a couple Dezos, you know. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Dezo, who knows? Um, oh, by the way, how did, you, how did the name Dezo start? Someone it's a long story. Oh, yeah. 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 It's a long story. We can make right. it quick though. Yeah. It was a combination of our three last names. We Googled the word. The only thing that came up was an Urban Dictionary definition. Definition was everything we wanted to put into the brand. And then we ended up meeting with this woman who was French-Canadian. She asked us what it was called. She said, Dezo in French means of the waters. Oh. We like, oh. Yeah. Dezo, do you want some water? Beautiful. Because yeah. it's coconut water, watermelon water, and cactus yeah. water. Amazing. Yep. Boom. Thank you to the Dezo boys for coming on. You guys were a ton of fun, so we appreciate it. Maybe we'll have you back on for future podcasts so we can yeah. hear the rest of your hinge stories and all. Um, <laughs> and thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode and bearing with us. We love you guys, and thank you for tuning in every single week. Yeah, link in bio to buy our merch. Join our Facebook group if you're a Boston baddie looking for new friends and new places in the Boston area to get drinks after work. Yes, we'll see you guys next week. Cheers. 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 Thanks, guys. <laughs>